Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host, Dustin, doing my uh, post-weekend pod for the Mavs, basically weekend games. Uh, they finish off their road trip, uh, road trip in which they went 1-5, which isn't that good. A um, couple things that stick out um, that I'd like to talk about on this road trip and... Maybe a few other things going on around the NBA, trade rumors and such. Um, I won't spend too much on trade rumors because that's all they are, rumors. So I I don't really care to talk too much about them until they actually happen. But people still like to hear stuff like that, so I don't mind. I'll you know talk about it. But um, we'll start with the road trip. Like I said, the Mavs went 1-5. Uh, you know, that wasn't, um, it wasn't a very good road trip. Obviously, uh, you. I would have been nice to at least go two and three, maybe three and two, but you know you beat the Lakers. You know you lost to Oklahoma City, you lost to the Clippers, and you lost to Portland twice. the The Portland games were the ones that sort of annoyed me. Uh, I guess at the end of the Laker game. Uh, Christian Wood had twisted his ankle, and so they held him out of the first Portland game. And I sort of felt like it was known that maybe if it wasn't a back-to-back, he he probably, you know, yeah, misses the one game. But it's funny, or if, uh, it's funny. I just felt like he was good enough to play the Sunday game, even if he missed the Saturday game, right? And I was thinking, why, if you knew you were probably going to play him the Sunday game, why did you hold him out the Saturday game and Luka out the Sunday game? You just put together two scheduled losses. Dallas, they, they, the, the coaching staff for this team just frustrates the tar out of me. And I, I just, it's not, I feel like they're not the same coaching staff as last year. I, I feel like their attitude is different. And... I don't think it's different for the better. I think it's different for the worse. There's a lot of stubbornness, if you ask me. A lot of, we're going to do it my way, and a lot of you guys are overreacting kind of garbage. And I don't think it is overreacting. You know, you're a team that's regressing. You're a team that's playing worse. You're a team that's, you know, 24 and 21. Yeah, you're three games above 500. You're sitting in the fifth spot. You know, you're, you're two and a half or... What is uh, Yeah, two and a half games out of the three spot. And that's great. It's not that far behind. I get it. But at the same time, you, you're not showing any signs of improvement. You're not showing any signs of, yeah, this team is better than it was in December, right? It's just those aren't there. That, that's, it's not there, and it's, it's frustrating, you know, the – it, they run the same like sort of trash five out offense. The the five out offense doesn't work. It just doesn't. And the the furthest the five out offense has ever gone was when Houston made it to the Western Conference Finals, and they lost. And I guess Dallas made it to the Western Conference Finals last year, and they lost. But Houston. I, as I recall, in that particular deciding game, went 0 for 27 on their three pointers because it's you live and die by the three. 
And if that day is the day you die by the three, then that's you've got nothing else. You you don't have anything else to help you offset that poor shooting. And that's just the way Dallas is. It it you cannot you cannot be successful. And I get it. The Mavericks made it to the Western Conference Finals last year, and that's great. But that's it. I mean, you'll never make it any further. And if, if your goal is just to make it to the Western Conference Finals, then keep it going, right? That, that's your goal. That's success to you. But for me, that's not success. That's there's To me, there's no difference than losing in the third round than there is the first. You lost. You lost in the playoffs. It doesn't matter when. You just lost in the playoffs. So I, I just feel like a change... An adjustment needs to be made to the offense. And for whatever reason, no adjustment, I feel like, is being made or attempted to be made. And we just still run the same five-out garbage. Now, one thing that's positive is the Jaden Hardy minutes. I like seeing Jaden Hardy out there. You know, when you watch Jaden Hardy, there are going to be times when he looks really good. But then there are going to be times he looks like a rookie. And I'm okay with those times where he looks like a rookie because I think he provides something that Dallas just doesn't have and they desperately need. And because I don't believe this team is good enough to really compete for a title this year, I think it's something you prepare him for for next year. You get him playing within the team game. You get him playing with all the the, the starters and stuff, and you get him ready for next year because there's not – all these free agents out there next year for the Mavs to go out and sign. They're probably not going to get their draft pick. I believe it's top 10 protected. I don't think they'll fall to the, um, even though they are, it's funny enough is Oklahoma city sitting at 11 and they've got 23 losses and Dallas is sitting at five with 21 losses. So the gap between five and 11 is only two games. And it's, it's something that, Obviously, Dallas needs to think about because the last thing you want is to go on a losing streak and fall down to 12th place. You know, look at Phoenix. Phoenix hasn't had Booker for a month, and they're 12th place right now. They're three games under 500. And if Dallas loses Luka for a month, that's it. They, I mean, they can't come back from that. Because they will not win a game. I don't foresee them winning a basketball game without Luka. The worst team in the league is the Houston Rockets. And they've already beaten Dallas without Luka. It, was a, it wasn't even close. Like, they hammered Dallas without Luka. And it's one of those things where it's like, if Luka goes down, you better start getting your, your draft team ready. Because that pick, will you will get that pick. So, I, I just... I do, I do need the Hardy minutes, and I, I would like to see him. I would like to see Hardy over Tim Hardaway. Uh, Tim Hardaway sprained his ankle. He's out a couple days. I'm hoping that doesn't affect his trade status. I, it would be nice if Miami was still interested. It would be nice if Dallas would look into that, would be serious about that. It, you know, If Miami really does want Tim Hardaway Jr. and they're willing to give up a player – a young player, like I said, in Jovic, I, I think you do it. Now, I don't know if doubt, if Miami's willing to give him up or not, but I think that's I think that's a call you make. If you have to take Duncan Robinson's contract in return, you take it. You know, Duncan Robinson's not a guy who is an exciting player. All he can do is shoot. He's sort of like the guys you already have. 
All he can do is shoot, though. He really can't defend. He can't do much else. He can't really dribble the ball. But that's not the guy you want. That's It's the, the Nikola jo- Jovic guy that you want because he can do all that. He, he has the ability to shoot the ball. He has the ability to dribble. He can handle the ball. He can run the offense. And you need players that can dribble. And if, if giving up Tim Hardaway to bring in a guy like Jovic, a young player, he's in his first year in the league, and, you know, you put him with, you add him with Jaden Hardy and you add him with Josh Green and you start to build a young team, a young core. You know, Luke is still a young player. He's only 23 or something like that. So I, I, just, I just, if Dallas would look into that, it would be great. Um, you know, the other rumor was the Bogdanovich from Detroit. Uh, it seems like Dallas is cooled on that. I don't know. I don't know if they're willing to take on his money at his age. I I think they should. I think they should do both. If you could get away with sending away Hardaway for Robinson and Jovic and sending away Bertans in a draft pick for Bogdanovich, I think you'd do it. Now, some people don't want to give up that draft pick for Bogdanovich um, because he is like 33, but I think if you add a guy like Bogdanovich to this team for Bertans, You've increased your talent. You've added a guy who can handle the ball, who can create his own shot, and you're he's probably worth a few wins. He'll be able to help contribute to a game where Luca does miss, and maybe you do have a chance to win some games. You know, last year when Luca was out, um the team had a losing record, and I believe after the Dinwiddie trade, I think they went three and zero without Luca because they added Dinwiddie. You know, you added talent. So, you know, I, I just think that's you know the Bogdanovich trade. If it happens, it doesn't happen. It's okay. You know, like he's an older player. If there's somebody else you want to go after, that's fine. If you don't want to give up a draft pick, that's fine. But don't not give up the draft pick because you think, you know, like the the story came out that the Mavs want to make have all their draft picks so when the next guy available comes, they'll have all their draft picks to trade. Don't do that. You're 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 playing for next year. You're playing for two years. You can't do that. I, I think every team has proved that if you need to dump money or get draft, you can do that. You can get whatever you want. Dallas, they don't have assets to trade like if Zach Levine were to become available Oklahoma City could put a package together with like five draft picks and nobody can match that right nobody can match anything like that Minnesota if they wanted to bring them back they could put together a draft package uh not Minnesota I'm sorry because they traded others away Utah the ones who traded they traded them too if Utah wanted Zach Levine they could put together a draft package you know and it's it's one of those things that even somebody like New Orleans, they have a lot of draft capital from um, Milwaukee and the Lakers, right, for those two trades and for Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. They could put a trade together involving a couple young players for Zach Levine that Mavericks can even touch. And I, I just don't think it's wise to 
save draft picks because you think in the future you might be able to be a part of some trade from some disgruntled player. Like, who would have thought three years ago that Donovan, or two years ago even, or even last year, that Donovan Mitchell would be playing for the Cleveland Cavs? Cleveland Cavs were in a team that were saving their draft picks to keep, you know, to be able to make a trade. And it just happened. They were able to put one together. So this whole idea of saving draft picks is dumb. And like I said, if if somebody offers something better to Detroit than Dallas can, so be it. But don't not make an offer because you're saving a draft pick. And I, I don't know. Like I said, it's I would like to have Bogdanovich. I think Bogdanovich would be a great addition to the team. But like I said, if they didn't want, if they wanted somebody like Nerlens Noel instead, that's fine. Anybody over Powell. One of the things that's very frustrating is watching Powell play basketball. You know, I I know the Mavs as an organization, they're a huge fan of Powell. I, I know all the people that work for the Mavericks and all the people that have press passes for the Mavericks. They aren't allowed to say anything bad about Powell's play. And that's when you know a guy isn't that good is when people aren't allowed to talk about how bad he is because of a hard worker and what he does in the community. So you're not allowed to talk about how he averages three rebounds a game. And it it's just frustrating. Dallas will never win anything with Powell being a 20-plus minute a game player. They just won't. He's not good enough. I know... You know, there's a lot of people annoyed with the JaVale McGee signing. And I'm annoyed with the signing and lack of play. I was fine with the signing. I said it in the beginning of the year, before the year started. I would be fine if they signed JaVale McGee because they have no size. And I I do remember Chuck Cooperstein putting out a tweet saying something like the Mavs rebounding at the start of the season was really good. And then all of a sudden it fell off. Well, I don't know if he put two and two together when he put that together because at the beginning of the season, JaVale McGee started, and so they weren't getting pounded on the glass. And like I said, you can talk about McGee's defense, his lack of defense, his lack of trying sometimes, his goofiness. That's fine. You can talk about that. But there's no doubt he can rebound the ball. He's a big body. And one thing Dwight Powell just absolutely cannot do is rebound the basketball. He just can't rebound. He's an awful rebounder. And there's nothing that any of the coaching staff or owners or media members could ever say to prove that he is a good rebounder. All the all the evidence is on my side. And so to just not play McGee at all, to give him 30 DNPs and just get pounded on the glass like they do, to me makes no sense. To me, that's poor coaching. You... If you think if you don't think McGee is good enough to play, then you coach him up. If you still don't think he's good enough for the play, then you trade him, get rid of him, wave him, something. But don't bring a guy in like that, pay him that much money, and then give him DNPs every night while you get pounded on the glass by twenties and thirty every night. It's it's ignorant. I, I just can't stand it. It's one of the things the coaching staff does. That just drives me crazy. I, I don't. Under, I would love to ask Jason Kidd because it's not like, you know, it's not like Javale McGee would be replacing 2011 Tyson Chandler. That's not who he's replacing. He's not playing a defensive. He's not replacing a defensive juggernaut, right? He'd be replacing Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell can't block a shot to save his life. 
because he's got like a negative wingspan. He can't rebound. He's not a good defender at all. And so to say that McGee is worse and just to refuse to play him is just being stubborn. Again, it's just being stubborn. So you you just should might as well trade him if you're not going to play him. Just trade him because you wasted a signing. And it just, stuff like that just drives me nuts. I, there's nothing that – and like I said, I, McGee isn't the greatest center in the world. He's not. But I, I just don't think he's worse than Powell. You know, He's a better rebounder. That's a fact. He's a better shot blocker. That's a fact. And that's just two things that Dallas does not have. Now, Christian Woods' shot blocking lately has been really good. And you would think with the Mavs' defense suffering these last few weeks that they would do something different and maybe play McGee more. And when McGee played this sporadically in these few games, he played well, I thought. He blocked shots and stuff. But then he just doesn't get any play time, you know, like against Portland. McGee would have been the perfect guy to put out on Nurkic. Nurkic is a big guy. He dominated Dwight Powell. He just did. He just dominated him. And there's nothing Dwight Powell can do about it because he's not big enough. He's just not. And stuff like that aggravates me so much. And I, I just don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. And like I said, I, I either I – don't, I don't know. I would ask, If I were the owner of the team, I would ask Jason Kidd what it is he thinks that JaVale McGee can't do that Dwight Powell does do. So I, I don't know. But – Anyhow, nothing's going to change in that aspect of it. I, I don't think Kid will all of a sudden play McGee. Um, like I said, I don't think he's a good enough coach to win anything. I don't think Kid will ever win an NBA Finals as a head coach. He's too stubborn. And that's one of the reasons why like great players don't make great coaches. It's very rare for a great player to be a great coach. Um, you know, Larry Bird was a great coach. Uh, Isaiah Thomas did okay. You know, I think Magic Johnson tried. He was awful. But usually great players aren't great coaches because they don't understand. Like, they're too stubborn. They, they're so great, you know, they don't understand that, you know, people aren't as great as they were. And so they don't, they don't get it. And I, I just, I don't think Jason Kidd will ever win anything. He'll never win a title as a head coach. Now, he won a title as an assistant. That's great for him. But I just don't think he'll ever win a title as a head coach. Um, he's, I just don't think he's that guy. He's Again, he's too stubborn. He refuses to change something to try and improve it. You know, you're on a two-game losing streak. You're 5-5 five and five in your last 10. You're not playing great. And to just, you know, plow ahead like nothing's wrong, I, I think is ignorant. So the good news is, is um, – the rumor has it. I'm recording this on a Tuesday. Um, the game, the next Mavs game is a home game against the Hawks on Wednesday. And the rumor has it both Dorian and Josh Green are going to play. Both of them supposedly have limited minutes, but that's fine. Um, as long as they're out there 15 to 20 minutes, that, that'll be great. Um, having Josh Green back will be fun. I would like to see Hardy and Josh Green out there at the same time because one thing Hardy does that I really like is he runs with the ball. Hardy probably has more fast break points with this Mavs team than half the players on the team. And, you know, when Hardy goes to the rim, he's really good at making layups, which is something Tim Hardaway really struggles with. 
Um, Reggie Bullock's shooting has gone up. He he had a game they wasted against Portland where he was like eight for ten on threes. It's too bad that game was wasted. Um, other than that, you know, it's like I said, this team is frustrating to watch. Their offense is frustrating to watch. They're not playing good defense. They're giving up a lot of rebounds, a lot of offensive rebounds. And at some point, I, j- I would like to see, and I've talked about this, I would like to see some tweaking of the, the roster. I don't, I, I think it would be better if they did it during the season as opposed to wait to the offseason. Um, you know, like I said, if, if, Miami's, if Miami really does want Tim Hardaway Jr., I, I think you'd pursue that. I, I don't think that Tim Hardaway Jr. is somebody that's going to be a difference between you making another Western Conference Finals. Obviously, he missed last year in the playoff run, and they went to the Western Conference Finals, so they proved they can win without him. Um, he's a guy that, he's like I've said in the past, and sorry if some of this is repetitive, he's a volume shooter, and he misses a lot of shots. And, you know, stuff like that, it just... It leads to defensive rebounds and fast breaks, and stuff like that just drives me crazy. And I, I just would like to move on from that. So, as far as other things going on around the NBA, um, you know, there are some other like rumors as far as players being uh, interested or teams being interested in trading. Uh, Eric Gordon is a guy that I don't know if he's going to be traded or if Houston might even just buy him out. I believe he's in the last year of his deal. So if Houston could buy him out and he could sign anybody with anybody, I don't know who he'd sign with. I don't, you know, it would probably be somebody like Milwaukee. Milwaukee would probably get Eric Gordon because he could, uh, you know, play for a championship. Uh, San Antonio, you know, Jakob Pertl is the rumored guy that you hear being shopped. I... I think San Antonio, their their value for Jakapertl is a lot different from the league's value of Jakapertl. So that's something that probably won't happen. Um, you know, I don't hear much talk about Russ Westbrook being traded. You know, uh, stuff like that. He's coming off the bench. Lakers have played a lot better lately. You know, they're six and four in the last ten. They're down to you know being four games below 500, which is a lot better than they were. They're still 13th, but you know it's I, I don't hear a lot of the Russell Westbrook rumors anymore. I, I still think that if a team like Charlotte is willing to give up a couple guys and the Lakers are willing to take them, I, I I think that wouldn't you know that would be something they would pursue. You know, Jay Crowder is still a Phoenix Sun. Um, there are rumors about three-team trades and all that mess, and I I don't know. I do think he will be traded by the trade deadline. I, I think there's teams out there that would like to have Jay Crowder, and I think Phoenix could get something decent in return to help their team because they're going to need it. They're going to have to go on a run when Booker gets back. They're going to have to go. They're going to have to win a lot of games. So, um. You know, D'Angelo Russell is a guy who some people think might be available. I don't know who wants to trade for D'Angelo Russell. I don't know how many years he has on his contract or anything like that. But, 
guy, I don't know, Russell's an interesting player. Uh, you know, I, I, I would take Russell, but I just don't want him for a lot of money. I think he's a good player. I don't think he's a great player. I think he's closer to Dinwiddie than he is anything else. You know, to me, he's like an $18 million a year player. He's not a 30. Uh, Utah, obviously, there's rumors about the Clippers being interested in Conley and them looking, you know, willing to trade John Wall. I don't know if there's anybody out there interested in John Wall, but, you know, I don't think he's a bad player. I think he's just gotten a little old, and he's not the same guy that he used to be. He's still one of the fastest guys I've ever seen dribble a basketball. He He's incredibly quick. But, uh, you know, like I said, uh, you know, and then I think that's pretty much it with, like, Western Conference teams as far as rumors of guys being moved or shopped. As far as the East... You know, like Charlotte, they fall into the last place in the Eastern Conference. Um, rumor has it, Rogier is a guy that they are taking phone calls on. I'm surprised Gordon Hayward's not a guy they're taking phone calls on. I don't know how much he's played lately. Um, I turned on the, a game a while back and I saw him playing. I was a little shocked to see him playing, but Charlotte Hornets aren't a good team. They're going to get a high draft pick. Next year, they might get Miles Bridges back at some point. Or if Miles Bridges resigns and then takes a one-year suspension, then it might be another year before he plays. You know, obviously with Detroit, um, I talked about Bogdanovich and even Nerlens Noel. You know, Detroit could actually bring some guys in that could help them in the future. They're still a young and building team. I think they're doing a fantastic job building the team, by the way. I you know, if they can get something for Bogdanovich, I, you know, you take it, you get it, and it's the same thing with Nerlens Noel. Uh, Orlando, there was talk about guys like Terrence Ross and Gary Harris. I'd like to have Gary Harris. I, I made a comment about him during free agency. I, I thought Dallas should have pursued Gary Harris. Um, at this point, he probably would have been a better signing than. JaVel McGee, because you'd actually probably play Gary Harris, because I think he does have some ability offensively and defensively. He can handle the ball. He can create his own shot. I think he is available along with, like I said, Terrence Ross. So I wouldn't be shocked if I saw one of those guys moved, but I think it'll be to, you know, like I said, teams like Brooklyn or Milwaukee or even Philadelphia, teams that are trying to win a title. Um, Washington... I think Washington might move on Kyle Kuzma. I think Kyle Kuzma's an expiring contract, and I think they believe he's going to sign somewhere else. He's just not going to stay. You know, you can you can make the collective bargaining agreement in a way where you know the team that has your rights or whatever can offer you more. You know, some guys don't mind. You know, if you're if you're offered 25 from one team and the your team that you're playing with can give you 28 guys don't care about that sometimes that three million dollars a year isn't gonna bother them one bit and i wouldn't be shocked if kuzma did leave after this year i don't know where you'd go but it wouldn't shock me if he left so i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if they moved on kuzma i wouldn't mind having kuzma with the mavs if that's another team if you could turn Berton, send him back to Washington for Kuzma. I'd do that. Um, you know, Toronto, 
Toronto's one of those teams that they just they need something. They're missing something. And I I don't know if they're willing to make any trades. I don't know if they're willing to move on OG like the at the start of the season that was rumored that they might be willing to move on OG. I, I don't know if that's still a thing. They probably want to haul for him because he is a good player. So, you know, I'd love him in Dallas, but I, I just don't. I don't think Dallas has anything close to what Toronto needs for a guy like him. One thing Toronto needs is size. I think I'd give him Javale McGee and Bart Bertans, but I don't think that's something they're interested in. Um, Chicago, you know, Zach Levine and Demar Derozan are still two guys that the team's watching. Other teams are watching to see what the Bulls do. Now, the Bulls are sitting at the 10th spot right now. They're playing 500 basketball. They're 5-5 five five in the last 10. They're three game, four games below 500. You wonder if they're okay with taking that 10th spot and taking a shot at the play-in and then just going at it again next year. I, I, I want to say Vooch is a free agent this offseason. I, I could be wrong about that. But... I think Vooch would be a better player than Dwight Powell. I'd offer Dwight Powell for Vooch because um, at least he can rebound and create his own shot. But I don't know what Chicago's going to do. Um, if I were Dallas, I would inquire about DeRozan. And if you can get DeRozan and Vooch and you trade Dwight Powell and maybe Tim Hardaway Jr. and uh, Nilakina is an expiring. Dwight Powell is an expiring. Nilakina is an expiring, and you know maybe Bertans or something like that. Just uh, the contracts, but don't give up Josh Green or Jaden Hardy, and you can bring in DeRozan and Vooch. I'd do it. Um, you know it. It's it's worth a shot. But like I said, I, I don't know if the Bulls are really going to blow it up. They might have one or two guys available, like Kobe White supposedly was available at some point. I, I don't know if that's Something that they're going to do. But uh, Atlanta, you know, John Collins, he's always on the trading block. I feel like every trade um, deadline, there's a rumor about John Collins. Every offseason, there's a rumor. At this point, I, he's just going to be an Atlanta hog. You know, if he really wanted out there, he could would have signed somewhere else. And he chose to stay. So I'm just not buying any of that garbage He'll be an Atlanta Hawk in March. He's not going anywhere. Um, you know, one of the questions people ask is, would you trade Christian Wood for John Collins? You know, I I do like Christian Wood. I thought Dallas should have gone after Christian Wood a couple years ago when he was a free agent. Um, but I also like John Collins. I sort of think they're two different players. Even though they're both kind of bigs, I, I do think they play different. I, you know, if if the Mavs did it, I wouldn't be mad. But if they didn't do it, also wouldn't be mad, right? I, I'd be fine either way. I, I do. Like I said, I like Christian Wood, but as far as like Christian Wood being like the second best player on a title team, I just don't think that's the case. But I don't think John Collins would be the second best player on a title team either. So, it, you're just trading sort of a guy for a guy and good players both of them I think but just two players who whose styles are a bit different but they can both can contribute 
Um, they both contribute in different ways. And like I said, it, if it happened, it's okay. If it doesn't happen, that's fine. I, you know, I doubt it. It won't happen. I don't think the Mavericks are wanting to take on that money. You know, Christian Wood's a free agent this offseason. They're, I don't even think they'll extend Christian Wood. I think they'll wait till this offseason. But uh, the Indiana Pacers, you know, supposedly Miles Turner was one of those guys that was on the training block. But rumor has it, he, like, I thought I read somewhere he wanted to stay. Indiana's got something good they're building. Um, I could see them maybe trading Buddy Heald. But I also think there's a big on their team that I can't remember his name, but I would take him over Powell. If, if you want to trade swap him for Powell, I would do that 10 times out of 10. You know, Rick Carlisle loved Dwight Powell. He played him all the time. But this guy, he's, I can't remember his name. It's like Gogi something. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that name. But they had a guy they were looking to move. He's just He's a big who can handle the ball. He can pass. And I just I would take him all day over Powell, and if that's something Dallas can steal, I would do it. If you could trade Powell for that guy, you do it. You get younger, and you get a better player. Uh, Miami, you know, like I said, they're looking. They looked at Tim Hardaway. I don't. They're they would move Duncan Robinson. Supposedly they would move Kyle Lowry. Um, you know, if you got if you were able to do the trade where you did like Bertans and Tim Hardaway for Lowry and Jovich, you know, you could have, you would send out two guys that can't dribble for two guys that can dribble. And I know Lowry's a little past his prime, and I know he makes too much money, but I think he only does have one year left after this year. So it's not too bad um, of a contract you're taking back because it is almost over. And... I, I just feel like if you could bring in two guys that can dribble, it changes your dynamic of your offense because you're not you're not running into that situation where Luca's double teamed and you know like when we watched when I watched Portland and the other night Luca you know he only scored like 15 points or something he was double teamed on every single possession because they were completely fine with playing four on three basketball they just did not care they knew that there was nobody on that team who was going to do anything that was going to threaten to score, right? So they just played four on three the entire game, and they won. They won big, you know, it went even close. And that's what's really sad about Dallas because they play four on three. You know, Luka gets doubled. He passes it to Bullock. Well, what's Bullock going to do? He's either going to shoot it or pass it. He's not going to drive to the rim. He can't do that. And if you, you know, same thing with Bertans. And, you know, same thing with Hardaway. They, like I said, all these guys, all they can do is catch, shoot. And so if you're able to send out two guys that can't dribble for two guys that can, it really changes the dynamic of your offense. If you if you double-team Luke and he gets it to Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry still has the ability to break down the defense and create a shot for somebody else. Not necessarily create a, you know, he's not the guy who's going to take it to the rim and get a layup anymore. He's not that guy anymore, but he can still create for others, and so can Jovich. And that's one of the reasons why I think Dallas should pursue that. So I know I'm going to repeat on it. I'm going to repeat it the next time I do a pod, but I just think that's something they should pursue. Um, New York Knicks. Uh, Quentin Grimes was the guy that Dallas was interested in. Dallas is interested in everybody, according to trade rumors, which is – like I said, I think agents put that out there to try and get better value from other teams. Because Dallas doesn't have anything to give for Quentin Grimes. I'm not giving up Josh Green for Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes is a good player, but I like Josh Green. I like his defense. 
And I think Josh Green is a, a shut-down defender-type player. I, I think he has that ability. He's still a really young player. And I think he's a shut-down shut down defender-type player, and I don't want to move on a guy like that. So, you know, I don't think New York wants to move on Quentin Grimes. I, I think they're perfectly happy with him. I think New York's perfectly happy going into the offseason with the team they have and trying to improve their team through free agency in the offseason. Uh, you know, unless they can unless they can trade some end-of-the-bench guy to another team for, you know, a veteran that can help them maybe, or maybe they get somebody on a buyout market. Um, you know, they're sixth place in the East, so yeah, it wouldn't shock me. But um, Cleveland, you know, they're rumored to have liked Tim Hardaway Jr., that rumor's kind of gone away. Uh, you know, it was hard, basically hard away for Carries Levert. I, you know, um, I think Levert's an expiring, so that's the only reason I think Cuban would pull the trigger on something like that because he loves those expiring contracts for some reason. I guess because he wouldn't have to pay a tax next year if he could expire, if he could let Levert go and then just not sign anybody, and then he doesn't have to pay like a luxury tax. But the only, like I said, that's the only reason I could see them making that move is just to avoid the luxury tax. Um, Philadelphia, you know, like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if they brought in, you know, like a Terrence Ross type player, or they could just, you know, stick with what they got. They've got a good team. The, their biggest problem is keeping everybody healthy at one time. You know, they wouldn't have so many losses if Embiid and Harden and Maxi were all playing every game, but they don't. So. You know, that it is what it is. Uh, Milwaukee's got a ton of injuries. For me, Milwaukee's going to be a team that's just going to get buyout players. Like I said, I think it wouldn't shock me if Eric Gordon was bought out and went and played for Milwaukee. Um, Brooklyn, I, I don't know. Brooklyn's got a good thing going. I don't know if they want to change that. Their previous problem right now is Durant not being healthy. So they've lost two in a row. And then there's Boston. I don't think Boston makes any moves because... I think they got a really good basketball team. So, uh, but that's that's pretty much all the teams right there. Team guys that are in trade rumors. Maybe I missed a guy. Maybe I forgot about a guy. But like I said, it's we're and on the January seventeenth. I believe the uh, trade deadline is February 9th. So we're not too far away. Um, I, I figure in two weeks things will heat up a little more. And maybe teams will get a little more serious about making trades. Uh, you know, I like I said, I, w- I would like to see Dallas make some move, make a move or here or there, just to to tweak the roster. But I, I just don't see it happen. I think they're going to go with, you know, getting these guys back healthy and just trying to win with who they have. Um, and like I said, if if Tim Hardaway does get traded, I wouldn't be shocked if it was to Cleveland for Carries Levert. So, you know, they could have that expiring contract and, you know, Cuban can let them walk and not have to pay luxury tax. So uh, that's pretty much going to do it for the pod today. Um, Dallas is like on a four-game homestand, I think. They do play the Atlanta Hawks Wednesday. Atlanta's 500 right now. They're 22-22, and 22, but they won three in a row. So they're playing pretty good basketball. Um, I'll be excited to see Dorian out there and Josh Green out there. And, you know, next month or next month, probably March is when I figure best case scenario for Maxi to come back is March. 
Some people think it's next month. I don't know. I I think they'll be extra cautious with Maxi, with because of his injury history and stuff. So, I I think it'll be late February, very early March before he comes back. But getting those two guys back is huge because they're two of your better defenders, and your defense has fallen off. So if you can get you know play them twenty minutes tomorrow, just get them out there running with their team and you know get them out there playing. I think it'll be good for them, and hopefully they can go back to winning basketball. You know, not winning a lot of basketball games is annoying. You know, constantly losing these games is so annoying to watch. It reminds me of being a a Mavs fan in the 90s. It was just uh, so many losses. It was incredible. Like, you you wouldn't believe the number. I, I couldn't imagine if Twitter was around during the 90s Mavericks. They wouldn't have any fans, so I guess that's one thing they wouldn't have to worry about. They don't have any fans, so because nobody'd be watching these games. Um, but anyhow, I'm gonna go ahead and end it there, and I'll probably do one another pod over the weekend, uh, and you know we'll see how these games next few games go. Maybe there's some trades, maybe there's not, but uh, we'll see. But until next time, if you could rate and review the podcast, wherever it is you get your podcast, I really appreciate it. Uh, but until next time, we'll see you later.